0: Good morning, everyone. It's uh, good to be with you this morning. Uh, My name is Dan Ott. I'm the dean of the School of Theology, Humanities, and Performing Arts. And um, I'm uh, glad to welcome you this morning. Uh, Just a couple of quick notes before we jump into our program introducing the school. Um, We do invite you to be uh, mindful in this time. And so uh, put away your uh, phones and screens and uh, put off your uh, studying for your final chemistry exam for just about 50 minutes and hang with us. And we promise that it will be at least moderately rewarding for you to do so. the, uh, the school is called uh, the School of Theology, Humanities, and uh, Performing Arts. Um, the acronym is PATH. Uh, just because uh, thumpa didn't uh, ring too well Uh, and so what we're going to do is um, this is part of a series uh, introducing each of the three schools of the university and uh, so we're going to do just a little uh, very brief interview with uh, some of our uh, wonderful professors from each of uh, the parts of the PATH School Um, But, because um, we have such a fantastic resource in the PATH School of uh, Student Performers in Theater and Music, we thought we would uh, make the most of that, and so we invited some wonderful student musicians. um, And so, uh, Luke Haynes, who is a third-year music performance major, is going to start us off very appropriately with a Bach Prelude. It's a prelude in G, Bach Works Catalog 550. Luke? Thank you, Luke. That was beautiful. Uh, so the first uh, little interview here is going to be with uh, uh, Dr. Peter Dula, professor of religion and uh, culture, and um, we're going to start off with a very easy question, um, Peter. What is theology?
1: And I have just like two to three minutes, right? Two to three minutes. Two to two three three minutes. minutes. Okay. What is the? Um. So. For many years, the epigraph to all my introduction to theology syllabi has been a famous line from James Baldwin, where he wrote, the purpose of art is to lay bare the questions that have been hidden by the answers. I don't know what that means for art. But I, for me, theology ought to be the, the laying bare, the exposing of the questions that have been hidden by the answers, the sort of conventional pieties that many of us have learned in church or elsewhere. Um, aren't necessarily wrong, but it's posing of these questions, right? So, um, uh, looking at the clock. <laughs> The you know, life, death, and resurrection of Jesus, if you're a Christian, is, sort of lands like a meteor in the landscape of ancient religion and generates the whole series of questions, right, that then, then the early Christians have to figure out how to answer. And um, if you identify as a Christian, you have probably felt tensions or mismatches or contradictions between what you think the Bible says, what you've heard your church say, what you've heard professors like me say, what you've heard in the in the wider culture. And then you wanna sort of sort out those tensions. You're doing theology if you're trying to sort out those tensions. And the theologian then emerges as a sort of distinct and identifiable figure um, when those tensions reach a sort of crisis point. And then the then has to be careful not to multiply the crisis because most theological answers then uh, make things worse, right? Or at least what the Old Testament called idolatry and the other church called history are questions that take an importantly messy complexity and turn it into something tidy. So that's three minutes. That was fantastic. Yes, applause. Yes, that was beautiful.
0: So um, we have some uh, wonderful uh, young scholars in the audience today. Why should any of them want to take a course in theology, Bible, or religion?
1: Well, you have to. <laughs> that's, not, that's not, but why should you want to? So I mean, I just said a bunch about theology. Um, our department is Bible, religion, theology. Um, so if you if you don't identify as religious at all or Christian at all, then you might take theology because you want to either know your enemy or because you want to, I mean, you take it like you take a world religions class. If you're, we live in what we call a globalized world, which means you're gonna have lots of uh, coworkers um, who are Muslim or Jewish or Hindu or Buddhist. And you might wanna know something about that if you're going to, uh, be friends with them. So that's why you would study religion. Um, you study Bible. Um, if you don't identify as Christian at all, you study Bible the way you'd study Shakespeare. right? It is it is one of the great works of literature that informs, that's being alluded to all the times in films, et cetera, et cetera. Um, if you are a Christian, you study Bible because uh, that's one of the primary ways you mediate your relationship with God, prayer, Bible, serving the poor. Those are the three things. Um, we also do philosophy, which. Uh, um, well, if I get in on that, then I'm going to go way past.
0: Great, um, I did want to say just a, a quick word too that the um, seminary uh, on the hill here is uh, part of the uh, Path School. Um, the seminary uh, offers graduate degrees, master's degrees, and graduate certificates. Um, it, traditionally, seminaries existed to, um, to prepare pastors for ministry in churches, but increasingly, uh, seminaries offer a broader range of uh, uh, graduate programs. Um, they might, uh, students might enroll in, in the seminary programs to become pastors, they might enroll in seminary programs to become other kinds of faith leaders, perhaps leaders of faith-based uh, nonprofit organizations, uh, to become activists, um, and sometimes even just to uh, deepen their faith or pursue some uh, questions they might have uh, about uh, theology at a, a much a deeper level than one uh, might be able to do in an undergraduate program. So I have one last question for uh, Dr. Dugula, and that is, um, why is theology important to EMU?
1: So, um, the the premise of the question is that it is important. It is in fact important. I'm assuming that it is, and I want you to tell me why. Okay, I'm going to answer this question partly by telling my Cornell West story, and then elaborating on it. Um, some of you know who Cornell West is—a philosopher, religion, political philosopher. Um, so, like 12 years ago, 13 years ago, I got to meet Cornell West. I was at a conference in Cambridge. Conference started. At on Friday morning and at 9 on Saturday and there were like three people who did not get the memo that the Saturday morning starting time was half hour later and one of them was me and one of them was Cornel West. So I got to hang out with Cornel West for half an hour and um, as the conference was starting and we were making our way to our seats, he stopped me and he said, now tell me where you are. And I said, I teach at Eastern Mennonite University in Virginia. Some people here have heard me tell this story like 10 times, probably. Um, uh, and he, his sort of face got sort of quizzical. And he said, You're way out there. And I didn't know, I mean, I feared, I mean, I was sort of anxious talking to this famous guy. I thought he was going to say, You're way out there in the middle of nowhere you seem kind of clever, why don't you get a real academic job?" Uh, But what he said was, he said, you're way out there on the radical wing of the Reformation. (laughs) So when I came home, this might have been around the time of the Mission, Vision, Task Force, Fred, and that was a pain in the butt for that whole year trying to get us to swap out every place we said Anabaptist for Radical Reformation. Um, I lost that fight, probably for good reason. But so the point of this story, right? So how does Cornell West? how does he think that? Why does he hear the word Mennonite University? and think that somehow we must be the institutional bearers or custodians or guardians of a tradition that he knows, if he knows because he's a Marxist, he knows from Frederick Engels sort of celebration of the 16th century Anabaptist movement as a sort of peasant's revolt. Um, and so I've thought about that for a lot over the last 12 years. I don't have an answer to it, right? If you're an Anabaptist theologian nowadays, um, you're all too well aware about of how Anabaptist theology for m- most of the 20th century was basically a ideological movement of identity formation. And as such exclusionary in some pretty problematic ways and so nowadays the best work in Anabaptist thought doesn't get done by theologians, right? It gets done by historians and by novelists, uh, which is to say, I don't I have no idea. I don't have an answer to this question of why or how it's important. Um, uh, but I think, I mean, I said in the first answer that theology is about questions. So I think sort of processing that, the questions that arise from that uh, with, My students and with other faculty. I think that's important. I didn't say why. Anyhow, that's what I've got. I think you've left us with some
0: important questions. Our next uh, musical piece is uh, by a second year um, music and peace building major, uh, an example of one of the wonderful interdisciplinary peace and justice programs we have at Eastern Mennonite University. Uh, Rhea Clymer is going to uh, sing for us what she described as kind of a sad and heavy uh, piece, uh, but beautiful nonetheless. Uh, It's uh, Lullaby by John Carlo Minotti. Thank you. I <laughs> Next, I'm going to be uh, talking with Dr. Marty Eads, Professor of Literature, and I have uh, an equally easy question for you to start with, and that is, um, what are the humanities? The easier question is, what programs in the humanities do we offer at EMU? But uh, the philosophical question is an interesting one.
2: Yes, thank you. Well, I think of the humanities as the subjects and practices in which we explore what it means to be human, and especially the best of what it means to be human. And I brought a cheat sheet so I don't forget any of my colleagues, (laughs) but um, the programs at EMU or the fields of study at EMU that I associate with the humanities are literature, language, history, um, Bible, religion, and philosophy, vodka, music, and theater.
0: Great. And why should one want to study in the humanities or take a a course in one of these disciplines?
2: I can think of three primary reasons, and the first I think I don't really have to convince you of. I wouldn't have to convince you of any of them, but those of us who enjoy humanities subjects enough to major in them or even are fortunate enough to find professional employment in those fields experience the joy and the sense of play that we had as children, I think. Most of us remember having fun finger painting or singing and dancing with scarves or um, asking why for the umpteenth time. And those are all practices that we get to indulge in if we take classes in the humanities. And related to that would be the second reason that comes to mind for me and that is an experience of freedom. Right now, Kyle Remnant from Music and I are co-teaching a senior SEM, and I see several members of that class in this audience, so thanks, y'all. But a number of them, in sharing capstone projects, have talked about how they feel free whenever they paint or draw. Uh, They're all doing some sort of creative project in this class, and um, some of them have said when I feel stressed when I'm getting ready for exams, if I just give myself some freedom to go draw um, then then I can escape for a bit A third reason that I find at least as compelling maybe even more compelling is that the humanities give us opportunities to practice meaning making or at least to try <laughs> meaning making and um, One of the most powerful examples of that I've ever heard was in an interview on NPR a few years ago with a Somali activist named Mohamed Baroud. He was imprisoned for eight years and experienced profound depression and resentment and real anxiety toward his wife from whom he was separated. He just had this obsession that she was going to leave him while he was in prison. And He gained access in a very unusual way to Tolstoy's novel *Anna Karenina*, and he said, "Anna Karenina saved my life." Mm. And um, so, I commend you—I commend that article to you. You can find it through Google, um, but or on the NPR website. But I find that when my students at EMU and I work with incarcerated people or formerly incarcerated people. We, um, as you see in this photo from a visit to Wood Correctional Institution in 2018, um, we really are reminded how precious the arts and theology and philosophy can be for folks whose um, access to um, conventional forms of meaning making may be denied them. And we often run up against these kinds of constraints ourselves, although most of us are fortunate not to be in these particular circumstances.
0: That's fantastic. I love the um, idea of humanities as, as a play, and then the, the um, profound um, take on sort of humanities as meaning making. Um, could you talk a little bit about what kind of skills, academic skills, or other kinds of skills that students would develop in humanities courses?
2: Sure. I think as our musicians have demonstrated today, that people who really engage with the humanities believe that cultivating excellence is worth doing. And so I I can't even imagine the hours of practice that our three musicians today have have invested in learning to do their art really well. So I think um, just attentiveness is one skill or one disposition that people in the humanities cultivate. Same thing would be true with for Peter in you know, engaging with theology over time, and I would also say, um, interdisciplinarity. Um, what I love about literature is the way that it engages theology and philosophy. Um, one of the novel that Kyle and I are teaching this semester in the senior sem is really all about music, and um, theater embodies this perhaps better than any other discipline. It brings it all together, but. Um, so some of the practices to which we bring attentiveness would include writing or painting or drawing or, perf- or other forms of performance. Um, also assessment of excellence in other examples of those, of those arts or practices. And, um, and I think um, we talk about critical thinking and that's what I mean when I talk about assessment. But I believe, too, that at an institution like EMU in particular, that this critical stance needs to include charity, Um, the assumption that those who have come before us really have something to teach us. Um, They are flawed human beings, imperfect, and may have agendas of which even they are are unaware, but we still have a lot to learn. And so I think EMU can be a model in this regard of loving our neighbors by engaging charitably while critically.
0: You may have already been in headed in the direction, but I want to give you that last question anyway. Why is, why are, the, why is the humanities? Why, why are the humanities? You can help me with the grammar maybe. Uh, why are the humanities important to EMU?
2: Thank you, it's been really enjoyable to reflect on that. And um, as much as I would like to convince all of the undeclared students here to major in the humanities. <laughs> I, I think I'm almost as happy if students in other fields just engage deeply with the humanities while they go about some of the other subjects because I do think EMU is particularly well known as a practice-based institution. We equip students to serve in ways that are often, you know, very embodied and practical and I think that's part of our charism or our mission as an institution. We want to move in the world as Jesus moved. And Jesus was a healer. And Jesus provided people with food. And these are the kinds, of, um, the kinds of jobs, the kinds of work that many of our students do. But Jesus also told stories. And Jesus asked hard questions that affirmed people's dignity and drew out the best in them. And so I think that the humanities... Programs at EMU enable our students who go into other kinds of work to do that. An example that I would like to share would be um, of the bibliotherapy class I'm teaching this semester, in which students go to the Virginia Mennonite retirement community and read to people in assisted living. Um, most or several of the students in that class are pre health professions majors or they're social workers. And while we're all marveling at the quality of practical care these individuals of the MRC receive. We're also seeing that they don't live by bread alone, or they don't live by um, you know, nursing skill care alone. They are hungry for the kinds of meaning making that come from reading or h- hearing good stories um, of solidarity with others. And these are things that the humanities aspect of this course Brings into those experiences for our students.
0: Great, thank you. Our third uh, student musician is Rafael de Tablan. He's a first year music performance major and he is going to play for us Polichinelle by Sergei Rachmano. What a fun piece. It must feel good to have a first-year student that plays like that, huh, David? <laughs> uh, so, uh, last but certainly not least, uh, we're going to talk about the performing arts, and I have with me uh, Dr. Justin Poole from a theater program and Dr. David Berry from the music program. And I'm going to ask uh, David to uh, start us off with um, what are the performing arts and what kinds of performing arts opportunities
3: do we have for students here at EMU? Right, uh, well, I think I'm going to kind of bypass the what is art part of that for this. Um, Duke Ellington said there's two kinds- It's what we've been hearing, right? Right, right, two kinds of music, Duke Ellington said. Good kind and the other kind. So I think in most cases, you know art when you see it. Maybe there are some instances where you don't, and I think we'll leave it here today. Call me if you want to talk further about that. In terms of what the performing arts are, they're artistic disciplines that uh, embody real time. So you have to perform them, they have to be done in the space of real time. And I think that's significant because we live life in real time too. So um, there's a shared experience there between this particular artistic discipline and life in that aspect. I think the performing arts uh, deepen your experience of life. Um, we have lots of ways you can engage. Um, here, if you can perform an ensemble, we have many choirs, orchestra, chamber, singers, uh, jazz band, pep band, wind ensemble. So that's one way you can really be part of a team, and that, that way we have lots of different courses on various things, music history, theory, to take lessons of any kind. Um, including in songwriting and uh, all sorts of things like that, um, and, and classes you know, of, of all kinds, so there's all of that. How it deepens life to me, um, big question I wanted to sort of get to, is um, just think about it. Uh, you might not think, oh, um, I love arts or the performing arts or anything like that, but think about how much it affects your life. If you're an, an athlete, why do you put on headphones before you start a, a game? The experience of what that moment is and what you're getting ready for is deepened through the art that helps you to live that moment more fully or get you more hyped or, or whatever else. Why else would we play music for, for games and things? How many of you have gone to the movies and seen Black Panther 2? How many of you have heard that that is popular? Okay, so there, we got everybody. Um, why didn't you just read the script or just read the comic book? There's a reason why you went to see it lived out in real time, and that's performing arts. Um, actually, the conductor of that movie's soundtrack is somebody I worked with this summer. Just amazing artist. Every little detail had to be perfect because he realized how important it is that that's there for the deepen your experience of what you're uh, living through real time artistically and in real life, the same feeling. So um, that's as close as I'm gonna get. (laughs) That's great. Uh, Justin, tell us a little bit
0: about theater opportunities at EMU and why uh, students should want to
4: get involved with theater. Well, it's funny you mention that because on Friday night at 7 o'clock, and all my students know that I'm going to say this, we have auditions for Natasha Pierre and the Great Comet of 1812 based on Tolstoy's War and Peace. I'm s- glad you gave a shout-out to Tolstoy. Uh, and uh, yeah, so I'd love to see all of you come out for that. Here's another question I have for you. How many of you, like, in your regular class, in your daily life, get to, are encouraged to, like, roll around on the floor and, like, scream at the top of your lungs? Anyone? Show of hands. Yeah, Kay, back there, you're encouraged because you take theater classes. So theater can be very therapeutic. How many of you wish that you were encouraged to like occasionally roll around on the floor and scream at the top of your lungs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So take a theater class, there you go. Uh, I mean, another reason to take theater is because you know we have this sense that we're all in this together. We're all, like it fosters community. We have to put aside our egos. We need to just submit ourselves to the process of putting this, this show up together. We all are working towards a common goal. And I think that that's just a fantastic opportunity that theater gives us. Um, another thing is uh, theater is, uh, it's an alternative way of approaching learning. Uh, I know that as a young student myself, uh, you know, I, I struggled in, in school. I was just kind of bored most of the time. I was like, always he's like, like this on the chair and everything. And then I discovered theater and I'm like, wow, this is a new way of, of, of learning, of engaging with people. And, and my grades just totally shot up. Uh, so, you know, that's another thing that you can explore. If any of you are struggling with more traditional ways of learning, take a theater class. Um, NPR as well uh, just came out with uh, something where where they said that uh, doing 20 minutes of improv a day can help people have a more positive outlook on life and also deal with unexpected circumstances that arise in life. So improv is what we do on a regular basis in theater. So again, take a theater class. It'll help you with life.
0: Great. And keep the mic. So why is theater important to EMU?
4: Yeah. Well, I mean, theater brings people to campus from, from, from across the valley. Um, uh, you know, we have great arts offerings here when I think it, it gives a lot of visibility to our school. Uh, one reason, I think another reason is that it really brings people together from all sorts of academic disciplines here. Um, I collaborate frequently with people in, 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 in music. Um, uh, Jerry Halsupple, who does a lot of work in, in video collaborates with, with us over in, in theater as well. Five years ago, we, uh, Worked. You, know, you see some pictures up here, these are cool pictures. Uh, five years ago, uh, we collaborated with the engineering students to create the set for Beauty and the Beast. So theater is this composite art form. It brings together all sorts of dif- different disciplines uh, in, in, in order to create a coherent whole. So I think that's, that's the most exciting part about theater here.
0: That's great, thank yeah. you. And uh, same question for you, David. Why is music important to EMU?
3: Yeah, I think... Um I can fit in one more, one more thing. Um, you know, something really struck me that Marty said, Anna Karenina saved my life. Um, you know, there are songs, plays, things out there that will live with you your entire life. Good times, hard times, bad times. You'll remember that scene you saw or that one song and how it made you feel and it'll be there as a support to your entire life and it's meant for you it was meant for you when it was created and you were meant for it but you may never find each other if you don't seek them seek it out right you don't know what you don't know um it might be in a genre you may never listen to or expect to find it to or music in a part of the world you would have never thought And somehow, when you hear it or when you see it, it's going to strike you and be that for you. But you have to find each other. Courses are a good way to find each other. You might find a song in a course or go to a play that you didn't think you would normally go to or something like that, and there's something in there that strikes you, and you might miss it if you don't try. That's the reason to take the course. So in terms of, uh, what was the other question? (laughs) Why,
0: we can stop there if you want. Uh, Why is music important Right, right,
3: right, that's it. Um, At EMU, we don't just teach you the technique of your craft. That's a part of college. If you're an accounting major, learn how to account. If you're a musician, learn how to play music. If you're a philosophy major, learn how to philosophize. Um, you need to know the details of those things. But in addition, something s- specific about this university that isn't everywhere, we expect you to do good in the world with those things. Every university doesn't. So in terms of why the, the arts are important is if you have sort of a, you're going out in the world to do good, your experience of life needs to be deepened. Sometimes it's gonna be hard, sometimes there's gonna be challenges. No matter what your work is that you're doing, the deeper your experience of life, the better you're going to be at being able to incorporate um, a holistic sense of yourself in, in what you do. And that's really a part of our education here. It's not every place.
0: Awesome, thank you, so I'm gonna give uh, David a second to get over to the piano uh, to accompany our uh, final musician I want to thank all of our uh, panelists for their uh, thoughtful and pithy answers I asked them to be pithy and they were that was fantastic and our uh, last uh, sort of musical punctuation mark here an exclamation point will be from uh, Jacob Loya who's playing um, an old uh, early jazz blues a piece called uh, St. James Infirmary.
5: Wow, now this school has riches. I hope you partake. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, Dean Ott and all of our program directors and our musicians today. Look, Could we applaud one more time for everyone? It's just fabulous. The School of Theology, Humanities, and Performing Arts. Um, so given that, I, I want to look at campus um, announcements, some events that are coming up that relate somehow to the, to the theology, humanities, and performing arts. And I, I, in the spirit of um, improv, I, I'd like you to help with this. So if you'll pull up the, the, this, this week and weekend, just take a look and shout out, is there something on the, the schedule that relates to theology, humanities, and performing arts? Yep, so the Jazz Ensemble, Friday. Is that still, is that for sure happening or is, it's Saturday. So someone should pull it off the events calendar, probably. But the Chamber Orchestra and GAT Jazz, 7 p.m. Saturday. Got it. What else? I think Justin might have some auditions. Justin has auditions, not on the, the, the calendar, but you heard about it. Again, what night, Friday. 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 Let's let's scroll on down. There's um, Christmas Caroling at VMRC with YSERV and the Hymn Singers. That's, uh, is that Sunday? Yeah, Sunday, 445. Uh, everyone's welcome to come along. And uh, what else? Cel- yeah, um, Sunday, stay there. Celebration, uh, Sunday evening at eight. This, this one is a Christmas service with candle lighting and reading the um, biblical narrative from Matthew for the season. You said there's Bach Christmas, there it is, on the 16th, Bach Festival Christmas concert. I'm I'm looking for theology. Um, I'm thinking there might be some related to final exams. I would like to say that, um, remind you that for finals week, we um, typically have two convocations, they're 40 minutes only. Tuesday is the student recognition um, convocation right here in this space. And Wednesday, we receive the group, intercultural group from Peru back and they'll have a presentation here. Um, music taught me and theater taught me that, that on time is 10 minutes early. And so starting on time, you, if, if they say rehearsal starts at 10, you have to be there at 9.50 so you can start at 10. Um, You all not only started on time, you finished on time. Thank you so much. Have a good day and study hard and support one another.